raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The most funny in the morning. Just another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, Pastor Frederick Douglas Haynes. Pastor Haynes, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ricky Smiley and the Ricky Smiley Morning Show family. Ricky Smiley, the comic genius, Ricky Smiley, man of integrity of faith. You know, I love you, praying for you, and I thank God for you. Listen, Ricky, today, we're simply lifting up the song by Jason Nelson, Nothing Without You. Of course, Jason Nelson is basically saying, you know what? As you move through this thing called life, you need a connection with the power that is greater than yourself in order to live a life that is fulfilled, a life that is meaningful, a life that makes a difference. And so Jason Nelson says, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Rick, let's slip that. If we're nothing without God, that means you are amazing with God. With God, you live a life on purpose, and as a consequence, you wake up every single day energized with expectation, knowing that your life counts for something. You're not an accident. You're here on assignment to fill your appointment with your date with destiny, because yes, I'm nothing without God, but with God, I have a life of purpose. With God, I have a life of power. That means that no matter what happens in my life, God has given me the power to fulfill my purpose. So when stuff happens that goes wrong, God gives me the power to bring right out of wrong. God gives me the power so that what was intended for evil, God gives me what it takes to bring good out of it. God would not give you purpose without giving you the power to walk in that purpose and fulfill that purpose. So yeah, Jason Nelson is right. Without God, I'm nothing. But with God, I've got a connection, a a plug, the young folks say, that gives me purpose, that gives me power. And as a consequence, I can live a life that counts for something. I'm nothing without God, but with God, I'm all of that and the whole Frito-Lay Company. There it is, Pastor Haynes, man, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church. Let's get into this music. Love you, Pastor Haynes. Yes, sir. Love you, Ricky. Have a great one. Yes, sir. You too. Let's go. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Rick Smiley Morning Show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. At least 21 people are injured after an explosion at the bottom floors of Sandman Signature Hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Authorities said one person was in critical condition and four others were seriously injured. The rest had minor injuries. Now, a spokesperson for the Fort Worth Fire Department said the first call was received around 3.32 p.m. local time on Monday. Lots of photos of what happened on social media. It looks like a scene out of a... Uh, of a movie. Uh, the smell of gas permeated through downtown and police are investigating whether the blast was some kind of gas explosion. 
In other news, this interview was so amazing. I encourage everyone to watch the whole thing. Uh, Michelle Obama recently sat down with podcast host Jay Shetty. She talked about the ups and downs of her marriage, her time in the White House, mindful usage of technology, and so many other topics. Here's what she had to say about her worries regarding the upcoming election. I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that sometimes I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, does it really even do anything? And I'm like, oh my God, does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. And sometimes I, I worry that we do. Now, we'll have more highlights from that conversation later in the show today. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news. For more stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T has your sports report. Good morning. Brian Bredesen. He's got it. Michigan barrels in. And the maze in blue on the brink of ending a championship drought. Michigan Wolverines is your college football national champions, man. 15-0 for the 10th title for the Michigan Wolverines fans out there defeating Washington 34-13. Now, the game was much closer than the actual score, but big up to Michigan. Coach Harbaugh, they won the game. Running back Blake Corum wins the MVP. Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. picked the wrong game to be inaccurate. He's been accurate the man. entire year. He Did missed not show up. three. He missed three touchdowns. Three. Rick. Three of them bad boys. <laughs> it wasn't really close to me. Man. No, it was it was it was it would have been closer if he would have made those throws. Man, I mean, he made those throws in throws. his sleep, man. Those were I mean, man, two right, of you them know, were easy you know throws. I would have man, man, one of them was just like a loft. Come on, just, dog. Just loft it over there to the receiver, man. Like Hey. Three easy throws, man. That would have had him in. That would have actually had him in the lead, man. Yeah, that would have played like he played all season. Absolutely, man. But not taking nothing away from the Wolverines. It's a game. Somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. Your Wolverines are your champions. Real quick, man. Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green was reinstated this past weekend. Of course, after being suspended indefinitely for hitting another player during the game on December the twelfth, and he said he almost retired. But NBA Commissioner Adam Silver talked him out of it. So uh, that's why he came back. I wish he would have. <laughs> nah, man. We, 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 we want some more, just, we want some more Draymond, dog. We want Roxy, some how old is he? How long has he been playing in the 62. league? 62. <laughs> 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 he, he in his mid-30s, you know what I'm saying? So he still got some time left on them legs. Bring it to Tech. You got the hot spot coming up next. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and Hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, Rick, it's my morning show time for the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, y'all, Prince's landmark film and album, Purple Rain, will be adapted for the stage 40 years after its release. The production is based on the movie's 1984 screenplay by Albert Magnoli and William Blinn and is being helmed by Broadway up-and-comers Brandon Jacobs Jenkins and Liliana Blaine Cruz. Additional details will be announced at a later date. Uh, The film, which stars Prince in his acting debut, follows The Kid, an aspiring musician in a Minneapolis club, seen with a complicated home life who falls in love and tangles with music rivals while reinventing 
pop music. It grossed close to 100 million at the worldwide box office and won the Oscar for best original score. How y'all feel about that being a stage play? I mean, who going who gonna, I don't know. Brain, uh, it, it could be. Yeah, I mean, they did it with purple uh color purple. There's some steamy scenes in that it's, movie. It's it was such a complicated movie. It was. Uh, uh, and then the domestic violence, like how they gonna do that? The abuse. The- Who yes. gonna play Prince? That's Ooh. that's what I'm. A little sweet what- from the Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sweet one. It's the sweet one. It's the sweet one. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, moving on. It's been reported that Kiki Palmer won the Emmy for Outstanding Host for a game show for her work on NBC's Password on Sunday, making her the first woman in 15 years to do so. Palmer took the Instagram to celebrate. Couldn't do it without you, Jimmy Fallon. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be a part of such a classic game show such as Password. She wrote alongside a photo of herself holding her trophy. She said, it's a true honor. I won. I'm excited, Boots. Thank you for the television. Thank you to the Television Academy. So congratulations uh, to Kiki Palmer. That's what's up. I'm happy for her. She has some stuff going on with Gary. When did we see that show? What, Password? Yeah, because I don't ever recall seeing her hosting the show. I didn't see her either, but it's on the Game Show Network, oh, I the, think. Oh, oh, they got okay. a lot of new game shows oh, on really? there. Yeah, oh, okay. and they pretty good, too. I'll be sitting there stuck on I the Game Show I would love to host a Game Show. I'm working on it. They got some good ones on the uh, on that channel where you got to check it out. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, why don't you hit us up for them wake-up calls at 866-9-RICKY. That's 866-9-R-I-C-K-E-Y. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hold it. Half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the T and the Kalu other day. Gary. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Oh, my God. Farmer Atlanta housewife, baby, is Kim Zojak. Baby, this girl has filed to have her divorce dismissed. And she said she and her estranged husband, Croy Bim, are not, and they still having sex. She said, honey, that she is repeatedly sleeping with Croy. According to the court of documents in TMZ, she said it was reported that the couple would be reconciling, but Croy squashed those reports earlier this month. She said, quote, 
I spoke with Croy regarding the reconciliation coming out over the weekend to Croy's attorney. And they said that there is no reconciliation. His resolve to see this divorce through to the end and has not been wavered. So, Ricky, y'all, would y'all, I mean, if y'all going through a divorce, I mean, y'all find divorce. I mean, is it healthy to still be intimate with your um, mate until you divorce? Or is that no, because, no? like, if you separated and you have relations with your spouse, then that voids out your, um, what's, yeah. what's the process? That starts the whole divorce process yeah, over you again. You're not supposed to have a... Uh, Relations with yeah, them. you got to find somebody else to sleep with. Yeah, you got to. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, they still sleeping together, honey. Honey, this girl thought she was getting back with her man, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's tacking him to lead. That's leading on. Yeah, you got to put that yeah. backup quarterback in. You can't, <laughs> you can't let your start. Your starter can't keep playing. Like if you injured, if you if you set yeah. out, you got to set out. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers you can't not, come back. Yeah. Now the backup quarterback might not be be as good as the starter, right, right. but. But so they still run the games. They still yeah, run them play with a good uh, special team. The field goal kicker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maria, as a woman, would you allow that? Well, I think it is leading. Uh, you know, it's kind of leading her to think that maybe leading her to think that maybe the marriage can be safe. And maybe she thought, well, if I put this thing on him, he'll stay. But apparently, it's not working. It could be an understanding, though. You know, no, we don't I, need understanding. Be, yeah. What I need is understanding. No, honey. <laughs> but Gary, that could be that could be the one thing that was good Except in the relationship, and everything three. else was just bad. Yeah, mm. that's usually how it go. Well, I feel bad for poke him, honey. She's had to get her another husband. She not, well, the color today, honey, is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, apricot crush. On the high end, you say apricot crush. And on the lawn, you say beautiful reddish orange. That's your color for today. Y'all give it up to Gary with the team. Florida. I want to wake up my daughter, Corey, my grandkids, LaMonica, LaMaya, and LaVea. In Winter Haven, wake up, wake up, wake up! Hi, this is Jennifer from Flint, Michigan, and I just wanted to tell everyone to wake up, wake up, wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Rick Owens from Goldsboro. Wake up, everybody, wake up! Oh, what's up? This your girl, Shay Red, calling from the Lakeland area. Wake up, wake up, wake up! Lakeland, let's wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Listening on your radio, radio. It's a whole gang of cities tuned in Lock in, what's yours? Cause we gon' let them know Where you at Portland? Wake, wake up In Charlotte? Wake, wake up In Raleigh? Wake, wake up Wake up, wake up, wake up Come on Baltimore? Wake, wake up In Nashville? Wake up Indianapolis? Wake up Wake up, wake up, wake up Raise a spoon to Grandma Who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's For McNuggets and the Play Play Slide have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. 
And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Who is this? This is Dr. Sidaman Azibo. I called to speak with the Liz. Is this Liz? No. Well, then we will Liz be back. You will put her on the phone for me, please. I'm not bill collector. I have things to ask her about the bingo. About the bingo? About the bingo. Yes, ma'am. About the bingo. She goes to the bingo hall with my wife. And sometimes my wife, my wife, Quinta, she does not appreciate the cursing that Liz gives at the bingo hall. And I called to tell Liz about that. I will come and slap you because I do not play that. Well, f*** you, you black Ma'am, what? Go to hell, mother Hello? The person you called is no longer... Hello? You do not hang up on me, mother This is Dr. Sidiman Azibo. I called to get you straightened out about your foul mouth at the bingo night. Now, you will not disrespect me and hang up again. You will talk to me like a Who woman. Who are you? I am Dr. Azibo. Well, Dr. Azibo, you kiss my ass and don't you call my number no more. Baby, I, I don't know how I don't know how you got baby, my cell number anyway. Baby, I tried to get this straightened out because you curse around my wife at the, the bingo night. The is no longer on the line. Hello. Hey, it's comedian Roy Wood Jr. I'm gonna need you to call your mom on her cell phone on three way for me, okay? Okay. Yeah, mama. Uh, yeah. Some man just called here. Uh, so I had to call your daughter to get to get back to you because you're acting so childish. Babe, I'm Dr. Sidiman Azibo, and you curse around my wife, and I just want you to apologize to me. I don't even know who this man is. I don't even play bingo. With, I don't know who this man is talking about. Babe, and then you cheat at bingo, too, and you will know what I'm talking about when I come and slap you in the mouth. You will know then, because I will slap you, because you're rude to my wife. this man? Said I cheated bingo, and he will come and slap me in my mouth. You will know who I am by the end of the day. Hey, bring it on. You bring it on, you black m****. Whoever you are, you bring it on. You raggedy ass Bring your ass on to me right now. All I want from you at the next bingo is is an apology to my to my wife when she comes in. You and your wife. Baby, my wife will whoop your ass like the Matrix. She is from the Matrix. Your wife. I don't even know you people. Baby, dude, I'm a, then I'm just going to slap your daughter, and then she will tell you who I am. How about that? Who is that? <laughs> Mama, I got you. This comedian Roy Wood Jr., how you doing today? Now, oh, you may not have been cussing like that, and I'm on the radio. But I'm sorry for picking on you today, but your daughter Shelly put me up to it, baby. Because I was getting ready to let y'all have it. <laughs> what you mean, getting ready? That was holding back. Hey. Uh, speaking of um, representing uh, Black Tony. Where Good, you morning, Rock. Good morning, Rock G. Good morning, sir. Where, where you at, man? My grandma out listening to some gospel music this morning. I need everybody to pray for me. Talk, talk to me, Black Tom. What, 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 what happened, man? You know, yesterday I, I thought I, I was auditioning for the movie role for, for Roll Balls 2. Mm. Me and Bow Wow and Omar Elf right. and Toronto Bills. We was all going to be in the movie. And then they called me last night and told me I ain't get it. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough, dog. 
And then, and then you quit the job here at the radio station. Let it out, dog. <laughs> I worked so hard. Yeah. What was your What was your What was your line? <laughs> what line you had? My wife said, "Hey, let go to the skate ring," and I said, and my line was, "I." <laughs> and then Will Parker, Will Parker, the director, he said. <laughs> he said, "He said you just didn't nail it the way I needed you to nail it." <laughs> so who got who got the part? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that boy, the the boy who used to play on, on Empire. <laughs> and what was your line again, Black Tony? <laughs> he said. And he said, hey, cut, let go through the skin ring. And I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> they said, I ain't nothing. <laughs> that ain't funny, Rock. It is. I just can't. I just can't. I can't come in today, Shotty, because I can't start crying. I'm so disappointed. So they gave Terrence, <laughs> they gave Terrence Howard the part. Oh, nigga. Yeah, he the, uh, he the one who played, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what, what, what his name was on Empire? Lucius. 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 Lucius line. Yeah, yeah and what was your line? What was your line? <laughs> little by what I said, hey, cut, let go to the skate ring, and, I, and then I still and I say, all right. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't. Yeah, dog, let it out. Let's on. Let's on. For all the. For, let it I'm out, dog. Breathe. I'm having trouble breathing. Let it out, dog. Take, take your time. Let it out, dog. Calm down, dog. Let it out. Scream. Scream it out. <laughs> Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Spell it. R-A-L-E-N. What does that spell? Noodles. <laughs> and about in school. Martha Luther King Jr. Martha Luther King Jr. What'd he do? He died for a sins. No, that was... <laughs> what is God's name? Howard. Who? Howard. Howard? How do you know his name is Howard? Because? Because what? Our father and Lord of Heaven, Howard be our name. Who? Howard be our name. Howard be thy name? Howard be thy name. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. <laughs> Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the T and the Kahlua of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Ricky Vivica A. Fox, baby, y'all. They say this girl has all the sympathy, honey, in the world for the issue that Ms. Taraji P. Henson says she's experienced in the industry, including, y'all, that unequal pay. But she says that it isn't her experience at all. Now, they said, baby, they spoke with the actress, honey, in New York the other day when she was busy signing autographs in between fielding questions from their photographer. Now, they said people asked the growing convo about the crappy working condition that Taraji P. Henson, honey, and other Color Purple cast members apparently experienced. And here's what Miss Vivica Angelica Fox had to say. You know, darling, to each his own. Do you know what I mean? I'm very happy, very blessed. And, uh... To each his own. I didn't have that experience, so, you know, but to uh, get your peace out is important. I totally understand that, and uh, I love my girls for looking out for each other, but uh, I'm good. I can't think about nothing but them car shield commercial with iced tea. <laughs> right. Get them car shield checks. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Well, Miss Fox said, honey, get your peace out. She said, girl, she can't relate to that. You know, and people like, what about girl? They said, it sounded like she was talking down on Taraji. They say, I of the beholder. They said, but the point is, y'all, she certainly, you know, distancing herself, honey, from whatever sort of injury Taraji P. Henson is enduring. They say, honey, mind you, Vivica and Taraji are close and friends, but... I just she want her to that. come on the morning show one day and read them lines from that car shield commercial, man. That's why I be crying laughing. I love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. So, it, it's interesting, though. That's, I mean, how y'all feel about that? I mean, what was, I mean, was that a good answer? Or, 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 yeah, politically correct. Of... You don't want to fool with Oprah? Yeah, 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 I guess so. She honey. took the, so, neutral, the neutral route. Yeah, I guess she did, baby. Miss Fox was signing autographs with her cherries in the snow red lipstick on and her beautiful fox coat. I said, all right, Miss Fox, girl, you better do that, honey, and keep on going, honey. Say good I just, I just wish that Taraji didn't disclose the exact amount mm-hmm. because I, I just think that, I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at all of those movies and $500,000 being her biggest payday. Yeah. You know, and then somebody come, well, okay, well, here, here's 700000 That's more than your 500000 when she could have got a million. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think that might have been too much information. We're going to eventually turn back to, you know, where we came from, to Soul Train and BET and all those other things and be honored and be happy and uh, and just like who like you. But she so. might be a, a, a staple in... Uh, making people take a closer look at fair pay for women yeah, uh, and, and black women actresses. Sometimes somebody have to, uh, you know what I'm saying, take the bullet. Yeah. Just where others could have what they need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, when Monique was taking the bullet, honey, they was like, ah! But now Monique, honey, just sitting back and just letting it all play out and stuff or whatever because, you know, when these girls were doing all these tours for um, these different promoting the movie and stuff, they had to promote these movies and stuff. I saw Fantasia out promoting, looking amazing and what have you, you know, but I don't know if they paying them or not, but, you know, that was one of the things that Monique was upset about, you know, you had to p- promote the movie and stuff but not get paid for it. So we're going to see how this all turns out. Hopefully, they, you know, the girls start getting more money. You know, when you win an Oscar, they used to give you money, but now they ain't getting you nothing. So, honey, hey, we'll see.
All right, moving on in other celebrity news. Yeah, baby, Miss Angelina Jolie's daughter, baby, Miss Zahara, baby, Miss Zahara um, Jolie Pitts, baby. This girl is stepping out her. Now, we all know she's a student at Spelman College in Atlanta. Well, now it's been reported out that Miss Zahara is dropping Pitts as her last name. Now she's just Angelina, I mean, she's just um, Zahara Jolie. They say she's dropping, honey, her dad Brad Pitt name. Now, I don't know why she's dropping Pitt from the last name, because, honey, you know, Brad Pitt and Angeline, they found her in an orphanage, and, honey, they took her and made her a beautiful star. Now that she is a great person, and now you're dropping the last name. They, I don't, they found her? Oh, she was in the orphanage. They say, baby, um, when they went to an orphanage in um, Ethiopia, they said um, Maddox, the son, saw her there and said she like she needed help, and they adopted her. So, so now she's dropping the last name, so... I don't know why she's doing that, but we we knew her by Miss Zahara Jolie Pitt, but now she's just Zahara Zolie. She just got her mama last name. So we're going to see yeah, that. That's sad. You know what I'm saying? I wish that she could uh, work that relationship out and have a, uh, you know, a, a good relationship with yes. her dad. That's important. It uh, sure is. For young ladies to have, to have their fathers in their life and whatever it is, I'm sure they could work it out. You know, he had a problem with all get, his kids. Yeah. Huh? Well, it might not be him, too. It probably is Angeline Jolie. You know, she kind of special, too, honey. So she probably had a um, problem with him, and she you put said, that on special him. No, but all, his son went off on him last month about, you know, calling him some really derogatory names. And I, I don't know. I think we just don't know what that dynamic was that happened between yeah. him and those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate well. It. It is, it's a sad situation. He got all that money. If he wanted Elaine to be with his kids, he would have fought for it. You think, you know, it's, if it's, he really cared, it seemed like he would have made more of an effort. It sounded like she wanted to adopt. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, but 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 sometimes when the kids are with one parent most of the time, that influence is powerful. You can't yeah. even defend yourself. That's true. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know. And uh, I'm blessed to have um, the daughter, my mother's daughter. When we and my daughter going through what what we go through, my daughter mother is always in the middle of it, trying to make sure that we have relationships. She'll text me, "Have you talked to your daughter?" She said, "Okay, well, you need to call her." Okay, I'll call. You know, like she be trying to work it out. She's like the referee. And so when you have a a mother like that, that always helps the situation. But we have a mother that's bitter. Uh, over the divorce and or whatever, and they, the kids are with the mother or father, whichever one. Most of the time, that influence is powerful. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I feel bad uh, when Gary. I, I literally cried when Gary Owen told that story about he went and parked at his son's job and just stood outside and just watched him walk into his job, and he went in there and just wanted to see his son because they haven't had a relationship. That made me sad. That made me cry. Um, we just always hope uh, that, that that kids have a relationship with their fathers because there's just something about having a dad that's just absolutely special and unique or whatever. So I just want to say that. Yeah. Well, we're going to follow that story and hopefully, you know, all, you know, you know, gets well and quick for free. Uh, Jonathan Major said that um, Megan Good is his Corella. All right. The color today is one of my favorite colors. My color today is sapphire. On the high end, you say sapphire, and on the low end, you say blue. That's your color for today. Brett, was that not missing? Brett, where did that come from? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> you just had to, that was a quick but free short story. Had to. Had to throw it in. If John made it said that, uh, uh, <laughs> that his girlfriend it was his Corrado. <laughs> so, so who made him? So when he Dr. King? Nah, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Did you see that post? Keep 
People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now, this morning and what's trending uh, is not new, but more women are deciding to get down on one knee and pop the question to their partners. And here's what one, one woman said to her longtime boyfriend. About a month ago, I can't see his mama and his sister. I asked them where they get him to me. Mm. This is his daughter. She said yes. Oh. His mama said yes. Oh. His sister said yes. Oh, she just set the bar. She just set the bar. So with all that being said, I want to thank all y'all for holding my secret. Yes, sir. Now, we all know it's more traditional for men to propose, and these videos have caused mixed mixed reactions from viewers. Many women are disgusted by the sight of seeing a woman get on one knee because they feel as if it's the man's job. Now, the videos include comments like, how would have uh, he would have asked her if he wanted to marry her? I can't believe her family let her do that. I would rather swallow glass. Oh, my goodness. However, some men are excited about the new trend and like the idea of being proposed to. But but is is it worth going outside of tradition for love? Now, women would propose to, you know, like like uh, uh, women. Uh, would you propose to your man if you were ready to get married? Which I personally feel like all women are ready to because y'all just built and wired that way so fellas uh what would you do if your girl proposed uh, uh gary what do you what are your thoughts on this real quick you know i i just think it's ridiculous i'm sorry and i know people talking about what well, times change and people change but if a woman let her propose to a man then when you decide honey to let you have it honey and talk ugly and stupid to you well you propose to me any damn way i don't want to marry you and you know that's what a man gonna tell a woman well, how about if you, you don't want to marry somebody you just don't accept the proposal yeah but that's not not the way it is because everybody want to be with somebody so I'm, let me go ahead and take this proposal honey and deal with it I, yeah y'all, y'all I, want to embarrass what are your thoughts maria um i would like to know just the history behind getting down on one knee i just to me i just have a problem with a woman doing that me too you know it's different than like sitting face to face on a couch or something like that but right. i feel like most women give men all the indications all the hints that they're ready for marriage and if he hasn't proposed yet I would take that as a sign that he is not intending to. I totally agree with that. I just don't don't like the fact that a woman get get down on one knee and propose to a man. I understand you want your king, but I think when it comes to that, uh, it's up to the man to get down on one knee to propose to her. I like it. I don't know how that tradition started, but I absolutely like it. It feels good. It feels respectful. It feels loving you know to get just get down on one knee man where you can crown your queen you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like honoring her that to, to me it, it but 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 when a woman get down on one knee it just feels desperate in in my opinion now if a woman did propose to me i like what you said maria sitting down on the couch and we having a conversation we holding hands and she's talking and not really proposing but say hey i would like to move this relationship forward um, or whatever. What are your thoughts? As opposed, because of, sometimes women have to use their words. Men aren't right. really that good at picking up signals like that. They're just not. So you have to use your words and say, you know, you're ready to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That chick had a motorcycle accident and her knees won't bend. She got to lay down. No, no, no never mind. Let's let's go to the phone. Yeah, that's a good point, dog. Be a deal breaker. Knees don't bend. Yeah, yeah. She said, she said, baby, stand up on that table. I want to ask you something. I got to go stand up on the table because her knees won't bend. 
I can't get no. Never mind. Never mind. I can't say that. All right, Ace. Said, we were going to the phone lines. I think that's what you said. We ready for them calls. Good morning. My name is Yvette, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that people are like old-fashioned and like it's up to the men. I feel like the men should also have the opportunity to be proposed to and be shown that somebody loves them that much. And I don't think that it's like forcing anybody to do anything. So just like a woman can say no, the man can say no. But if y'all talked about going there, who's to say who is the one that has to do it? That's just tradition. Sand show from the Bilo. Absolutely. If you love your man, you love your man. I don't see what the problem is. Because if he love you and asks you to marry him, you're going to say yes or whatever the case may be. Love is love. And do what you got to do to make yourself happy. I'm Terry from St. Louis. And yes, I would marry my girl. Actually, I've been married to her for 14 years and she asked me to marry her. My name is Shay. I'm calling from Augusta, Georgia. And I feel like I would never propose to a man, period. Because one thing I know is when a man is ready to settle down, he will make it known. So no, I would never propose to a man. Yeah, but what if your girl asked you to uh, to marry her and you look down and her shoes on the wrong feet and she got on some kitty heels? <laughs> Ain't that what happened to you, Maria? <laughs> Maria? Well, I actually had on the kitty heels, but they were on the right feet. I had my right foot and my left foot. Maria, your husband just, the detail that you Maria, your husband just texted me and said that you proposed to him. You had, he did not had on some three-inch kitty heels. Your shoes were on the wrong feet. They were pointing the wrong direction. And he felt sorry. Maria? I had uh, him on the right feet. Bow-legged, but walking slew-footed. <laughs> oh. Don't go together. You know what, Kay? You have an adult daughter. How would you feel about your daughter proposing to... I mean, I got three adult daughters. Right. They're all dating. Yeah. I would feel... I wouldn't I wouldn't be proud if they did that. Would you support it if they said, Dad, I love no, him and I... No. You wouldn't support it? No. Wait for him to ask you. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> That's good. I totally disagree. I got down on both knees. Really? I oh. sure did. What? And my wife proposed to me first. What? But we both sat in queen chairs, and she had three butlers bring three separate rings. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. That's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah, after after she proposed to Uh me, I wanted to propose to her, too. I wanted her to have the feeling of feeling like somebody proposed to her. So instead of getting on one knee, I got on both knees with her seven-carat ring. Oh, Father God. Put that detail in there. Why you want to throw that flex in there then? Shoot, Jack. Father God. That's probably why you had to get on too because the ring weighed you yeah, down but we're two women and I felt really privileged and honored that she proposed to me so I wanted her to have the feeling of someone proposing to her too so instead of one knee I was like I love you so much I want to get on both knees well, come on no. now welcome oh, to shoot. the new world Damn well, father you know, God things Go ahead, are different exactly. yeah, they are. set that bar high my wife got a five carat ring it's cubic, but it's five k. <laughs> oh. Father God, yeah. well, I wish, the one on my I, left is twenty. Oh, y'all, y'all got from all her, that, and I can't get a text back. Ain't <laughs>
Think of something. Y'all get us. Hey, if y'all could not get through the lines, y'all hit us up on Instagram. At Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Yes, you can. At Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We got shout out to all. Shout out to all the bow legged slew footed women out there. Yeah, with the shoes. Yeah, make sure your shoes on the right feet if you're gonna propose. Don't do. Don't be like Maria. Oh, Maria, we saw it on. Let me pull the video up and put it on Instagram page. You keep that to yourself, Ricky. All right, y'all, Rick's Modern Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up and show your love right now for the one and only Jeff Johnson. What up, Jeff? Hey, Man, listen, um, you all may have heard already, but I just, I have to talk about it for a minute. Like, the reason why we have to do better with history lessons in this country is <laughs> listening to uh, Haley and Trump talk about the civil war and either slavery or the lack thereof is just damn dumb um the president decided the former president decided that he thought it was a good idea to to talk about the civil war did you did you hear this uh i i, I heard some of it uh you talking about which one between trump or nikki haley trump trump oh yeah i did hear yeah. that i saw that on morning joe where he where he said that he would have he thought that that was the Civil War was something he could have negotiated. Um, <laughs> like, like wow. damn, dude! Like, what part was you going to negotiate? Was you going to say that you would have continued slavery um, and stopped the secession of of the Southern states? Um, like, what, what's the part that you would have negotiated? And the fact that this dude literally thinks that 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 is a logical thought um just continues to give us insight to what he thinks about america what he thinks about our history what he thinks about us as a people what he thinks about even slavery as an institution and his ability to be able to negotiate (laughs) the civil war not happening um which we know the only way that would have happened is if you would have continued slavery he doesn't have so, a coherent so, thought ever. You know what, though, Kate? I, I actually think the problem is it is coherent, which is why to it's so who? dangerous. Well, but but here here's the thing, right? Diabolical people have had coherent thoughts that were just so anti-humanity that it didn't sound like it made sense. Because who in the hell would do that? Right. And and that and that's why I'm saying I think he's so dangerous because. He does mean, you know what, if I was in there, I would have just kept slavery going. I would have negotiated this and stopped the war. Because guess what? Keeping these Negroes in chains is more important than 600,000 Americans who are white dying. Right. It's almost like he's the dumb person's idea of what a smart person sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's, he's diabolically insane. And with that... Um, many of you know that at 930 this morning, um, he is going to face uh, and, and going to be in court in Washington, D.C. Um, he is facing the, the conversation is around his immunity appeals. And I don't know if you all have heard. He, he is essentially saying and his lawyers are saying that he is a imu- he, he is immune. He has immunity from the things that he did to block the 2020 election because he was operating as the president to protect the laws of the land. This is insane. 
um, yet again. And there have been several other calls for immunity that that have been blocked. Um, there was a D.C. court, um, D.C. Circuit Court, if I'm not mistaken, um, as well as um, the the court in Georgia that um, that that essentially said no. Like the, the, it was the D.C. Appeals Court that said last year that he was not immune from civil lawsuits brought by the Democrats in Congress. Um, and, and they stated when he acts outside the function of his office, he does not continue to enjoy immunity. The court opinion read that when he acts in an unofficial private capacity subject to civil suits like any private citizen. Um, and it wasn't George. I'm sorry. It was the Fe- federal appeals in New York rejected his claim of presidential immunity as he was dealing with um, the defamation trial case brought by um, John Jean Carroll. And that that trial is is going to be next week um, determining damages. Trump owes Carroll for defamation um, after a federal appeals court denied denied Trump's efforts to delay the trial. And so him being in court is really interesting today um, because in in many cases that wouldn't be the case. And the three judges that are going to hear the case today are uh, J. Michelle Childs, who's a a Biden appointment, um, Karen LaCraft Henderson, who's a George H.W. Bush appointment, and Florence Pan, who is a Biden appointee. And so it's going to be interesting to see what these judges decide, um, because if he is denied immunity, then obviously that's a different pathway ahead for him um, and his attorneys, especially when the Iowa primaries start next week. So, Jeff, um, so, Jeff, so I, I mean, Kay, I, I know that you, you have been just somewhat, you know, whatever this case is due, it don't really matter. Do you think that what's going to happen today matters? I definitely think it matters. Okay. I'm wondering what's going to influence voters. I think that's that's my biggest question. What is going to change the mind of voters? Because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And what concerns me is we see all of this erratic behavior, all of this evidence that he's not fit to be president, but folks are still supporting him. That's scary. But it's it is scary. It's the same people that supported him. It's his folks and a lot of folks. It's a lot of folks. You are seeing Haley take some of his votes in in Iowa. And so I, I think you're right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Iowa does, especially those folks that have been riding with him that may turn and go with Haley. Um, but I think that's going to be the first test of, of, of your question is what, what are the voters, what are Republican voters going to do? Um, and, and we're going to see in short order because this is next week. All right. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, uh, Jeff. Man, and let me ask real, real quick, Jeff. How many federal judges that Joe Biden has uh, appointed since he's been president? That is a good question, um, and one I will come back to you on because I don't know the exact okay. answer. Okay, I, I know it's um, a lot of them. I know he really been uh, appointing a lot of judges. So you know, when certain cases come down the pipeline, that's that's going to be real important. Uh, and what Maria said was, it's really scary. It's not so much scary what Donald Trump is saying, all the rhetoric that he's saying. It's the, 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 the fact support. that people, <laughs> the, the support that he getting, and, and people believe what he's saying. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, just to show you the mindset of some people in this country and how dangerous and scary it is, Jeff. I and appreciate Rich, to, answer, to answer to answer your question. Um, as of January eighth, Biden confirmed 166 Article three judges nominated. Um, one associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, 39 judges for the United States Court of Appeals, and 126 judges for the United States District Courts. 
So you're right. It has been there's been a lot of work that they've been doing to appoint judges to kind of counter uh, all the work that Trump did to appoint judges. And that's why it's so important uh, that we get out and vote. Jeff, let everybody know how you can be reached. Hit me a Jeff's Nation on IG, y'all. Enjoy your Tuesday. Love y'all. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Y'all got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. President Joe Biden denounced white supremacy and Republican attempts to rewrite America's racial history as he made his pitch to black voters during a visit to South Carolina ahead of the first Democratic primary of the 2024 election. Biden delivered remarks at the historic Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, where nine black parishioners, including the church's pastor, State Senator Clementa C. Pickney were tragically murdered by a white supremacist gunman in 2015. In other news, at least 21 people are injured after an explosion at the bottom floors of Sandman Signature Hotel in downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Authorities said one person was in critical condition and four others were seriously injured. The rest had minor injuries. A spokesperson for the Fort Worth Fire Department said the smell of gas permeated through downtown and the department is investigating whether the blast was some kind of explosion. Lastly, for all of my parents out there with little babies, researchers now say kids should avoid screen time completely until the age of two. The study published in JAMA Pediatrics analyzed data from 1,471 infants and toddlers. Screen time of 12 months of age was linked to 105% higher likelihood of sensory processing issues later on. Research, researchers said that kids under two should avoid screen time entirely. And get this, kids between two and five should limit screen time to just one hour per day. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news. For more stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? Behind Bredesen. He's got it. Michigan barrels in. And the maize and blue on the brink of ending a championship drought. Michigan Wolverines, your college football national champions, 15-0. For the 10th time, they've got that championship for Michigan, defeating Washington 34-13. The game was a lot much closer than the score, though, if you watched it. Quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Did not come to play, him nor the receivers. Man, the accuracy was off at the wrong time. He's been pinpoint accurate the entire season. Like, Missed three potential touchdowns yesterday. And I'm not, not, Wait, what, what do you think about the receivers in the, in the, in the quarterback, man? I think it was more Penix than anything, not the receivers. Yeah, Somebody got to throw them the ball. Yeah. It was Penix, and he was off last He night. just misfired, man. And he they couldn't fired. run the ball. That was the other thing. But they never really run the ball. If, if, yeah, if he was able to make those passes, that would have opened up the running game. 51 passes yesterday thrown for Penix. Man, he missed God. three of them that would have been touchdowns. It would have been touchdown. But, hey, listen, it's all about Michigan. They they won the game, so let's give them their props. It is what it is. Shout-out to Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green was uh, reinstated this past weekend after being suspended indefinitely for hitting another player during the game December the 12th. And then he revealed this message. This is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision. And I won't let you do that. Very thankful uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or 
helping you than punishing you. Or, you know, he's more about the players. He was considering hanging him up, and Adam Silver said, nah, bruh, it, it, it's, it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And he's not the first player to come out and say good things about the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, man. So big ups for that happening right there. Because Draymond, we ain't ready for you to retire yet. It is what it is. Man, God. <laughs> Follow me on social media at <laughs> Rock T. Hava. Bring it attack. Got the hot spot right now. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and all right, Rick's about the morning show. It's the bottom of the hour time for the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. It's been reported that significantly more people tuned into the Golden Globes this year than last year. Uh, the award ceremony moved to CBS after 28 years on NBC, had 9.4 million total viewers, which is a 50% increase in viewership compared to 2023. Now, last year's show, hosted by Jared Carmichael on NBC, only reached 6.3 million viewers, and that was down from the year before that. However, viewership numbers are still pale in comparison to pre-pandemic levels. Did y'all watch the Golden Globes? Nope. I didn't even know it was coming on, so. I turned to it for a second, but the comedian, he just was stale. His jokes wasn't landing. Whoever that man was, and it was almost like racist a little bit, and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, nope. This ain't for me to watch, so I it was super white it too. was painful it was super white I liked seeing uh, all the black people in the audience that's what I was <laughs> tuned into and I liked seeing Taylor Swift in the audience and then he cracked the joke about Taylor Swift and it was not funny no. and she looked at him like she was about to run up on that stage and punch him in his throat but yeah it was not it, yeah whatever it just wasn't good to me I mean congratulations to all the black I people I ain't never watched win. it never it was, ever it's, it's so white but I you love the BET the NAACP the <laughs> Soul okay. Train Awards. Yep. Uh, I yep. just can't watch those award shows. Yeah. And they, so they don't, they don't they go do with ADHD. People. And then when I did try to watch it, they didn't show that Ice-T and Vivica Fox commercial. That'd be helping me. <laughs> <laughs> they get me through my day. And they take that transmission out of that body bag. Boy, yes. That's, that's some good hard acting right there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that bothers me about the, the awards, what was that one? The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes and um, all the BET and the Soul Train. We dressed like we honey rolled out the bed for the damn Black Awards, but for the the Globes and all that other stuff, and they dressed like they trying to break the damn bank. So that's what bothers me. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. You ain't lying. <laughs> you know, make me angry. It does make it make you upset that they yes. So, so they dress for the how they dress when they dress for the BET award. They just, oh, honey, they dress like they just rather be. Oh, girl, let me go run to the mall quick and go pick up some popcorn. And I'm gonna just go ahead and go buy the BET awards after um I leave out the mall in my regular for, mall then, clothes. And, and then for the Golden Globe. Oh, honey, oh my God, did you see what Gucci had? Girl, let me go get that dress. I'm gonna go get this gown, honey. That's because the white down. people be all dressed up and Bob Mackie and all of that. Yeah, but we need to be dressed up too for our award shows. Hell, we, I mean, you know. Represent because that's what really brought me into really liking fashion and style by watching the award show right. and seeing how the people dress and look nice and stuff. But when it comes to our award shows, I mean, it's like it makes me angry. We just put on some jeans and some damn sagging pants and go to the award show. And you don't do that when you go to the Oscars and the Grammys. So, but, but are we doing it because white people are doing it? I don't care how we're doing it. You're supposed to dress to these things and you're receiving an award, honey. So look the, the part. 
Look like you're going to receive an award. And me and my friend, and I hate to take your spot, Brad. It's okay. But me and my friend were talking about this last night. Me and Ann were talking about this last night about, you know, how you know they say come as you are. We're talking about the church thing that we had with mm-hmm. the preacher mm-hmm. and stuff. And people talk, well, the, the Bible says come as you are. Like Ann said, no. It doesn't say come as you are, like dressed up like a damn prostitute on some other tree. They say come as you are, come as you are. You are a prostitute. You Whatever you are on the streets or whatever, come as you are because the Lord is going to take care you of you. But you are spiritually in, yeah. on the inside. But yeah, don't at come. the same time, if you don't have those things it shouldn't it shouldn't your soul shouldn't be sacrificed if you don't have those things you should still go to the church well yes you should but we take that out of context we say come as y'all honey like I said if they have a damn dress code to go to the club a dress code to go to school why you can't dress decent enough to go to church yeah, well, I who mean, are you not, to judge not, what dressing decent is, though? Well, who? Well, you know what decent is. We grew up under your mom and them didn't let you come out the house looking any kind of way. A girl was sitting in front of me with a tight up. sweater dress on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't that, like that. But, um, no, but Katie, Katie, them onions was sitting out there, Bob. Okay, okay. She was standing. The choir was saying she was standing up. I hadn't stood up yet. Them onions was right there, boy. Okay, them damn, them damn Valdez sweet onions was sitting up there through that dress. Come on now. And if you want to peel it. I said, boy, I said, boy, if y'all don't get me up out of new my olive, new my olive. Boy, I'm playing that thing with thick, that thing with that thing with thicker than cold grits. You heard me? Oh, well, I'm glad I don't That's see your that, point, though, Gary. You see yes, that? They exactly. not focused on the exactly. scripture. They not focused on, on the Lord. Your Thank you. And stuff, yeah, huh? I, went, so. I went right on up there and joined the church. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last time I checked, cold grits is thicker than the mug. Boy. Ooh, boy, I'm talking about that Porsche Williams thick. That thing, oh, but them, but them onions was sodden. Damn. You heard that's, why, that's why I don't like all that, honey. <laughs> I love it where I go to church and where the old people go hunting and we wear our clothes and you look like church people. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, like somebody uh, at that church all the color don't purple do that and sugar. Don't, be, don't try to talk about my church. Oh, for sure. For sure. Don't, try, don't do that. Some Sundays they do and some days they, they can wear sneakers now. Mm-hmm. You say when, talking about when, when Sugar Avery left the club and they can hear uh, she ran up <laughs> down that dirt road to that church and walked in there and saw her daddy. That was you talking about, Gary. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, Brett. <laughs> Thank She's y'all. finished. More, more Gary took show. it over. Coming yeah. over. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.